we can compare it to heaven, right? In the sense that everyone is speaking about it, but I don't really know how to get there. Um, everyone wants to get there, but I don't think that somebody was there to kind of speak about it and uh, went back to kind of uh, teach everyone how to get there. How is incrementality like heaven and maybe a total failure at the same time? Hello and welcome to Mobile Heroes Uncensored, where our super smart guests give you cheat codes for growing mobile apps. My name is John Kutzier. My co-host is Peggy Ansaltz. And today we're talking about incrementality. And apparently it's kind of like heaven, but also somewhat hellish at the very same time. Plus, we're also going to chat about what to do when incrementality fails and a ton of other insight on measuring mobile growth campaigns. Peggy, who's our expert? Expert is the right word, John. We couldn't do it better. Our guest today is VP of Marketing at Beachbum, so a games company, but also a frequent keynote speaker sharing his firsthand insight on UA. And he's seen it from all sides. So not just marketing, John, he was head of UA at Viber before taking the position of general manager Israel for the mobile measurement company Adjust, recently, of course, merged with AppLovin. So UA, growth hacking are the focus, but his chief talent is telling us the hard truth about app marketing, what it takes to succeed. That's probably why he compared it to heaven uh, and that it's not possible to reach it. <laughs> Welcome to our guest, Moshi Bloom. What great to have you. Guys, hi. Um... Pleasure to be here. Super happy to have you. It is late where you are and where Peggy is, and you are watching a couple kids. So we're going to try and do this fairly quickly. If they come in, just say hi, introduce them to a global audience. All good. No worries. We're working at home. This is real life. Uh, let's start here. We're going to dive into incrementality. We're going to dive into why it's heavenly or hellish or whatever. Um, we're going to dive into a lot of other stuff, but let's start here. What are you doing right now? You've had a crazy, interesting career. And why is what you're doing right now awesome? All right. So, so today I'm the VP of uh, marketing for a company named Pitchbomb. Pitchbomb is a game publisher and a game creator. And we take um, evergreen games such as uh, Pegamon, Spades, Jin Remy, and we're now launching our Domino app. And what we do, like we put the um, special spice that we have to kind of make the game more engaging, make it more exciting for our users. And, um, we are very good at it, uh, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> excellent. Excellent. I'm glad to know beach mom isn't about swimwear. That's what I was thinking, or maybe a surfing company <laughs> or something like that. You do make games. That is good. Now you went from growth to measurement to getting back in the growth game. Why? So when I was at Viber, I was fascinating about how to, you know, how to track my campaigns, how to make, um, my marketing work and, and how can I leverage all of the tech tools I'm using at the best way to create the ultimate growth, um, growth pack. Right. And, uh, then I thought to myself, what would be like a, a, a really good, uh, way of getting into the business and learning what others are doing, how others creating their growth stack from scratch. And the best way is just like to get on board of one of those, um, at tech companies and adjust for there for me. I enjoyed working there. 
was a unique opportunity to see what others are doing and to kind of uh, talk with, um, would say, uh, ex-colleagues and now potential clients in understanding what their needs, how are they thinking of the same ideas and the same concepts that I was facing when I was the head of his position in Viber. And it was fascinating, you know, and it was actually expediting my, my knowledge and my experience, not only dealing with what I do, but talking with hundreds of clients and, and see what they do. But when, you know, when time passed and I kind of, um, felt a little bit nostalgic about what I'm doing. And every time that I was speaking to a new client, I would say, well, I wish I was in his place. <laughs> I wish I wasn't place, right? It's that time when you're kind of thinking, well, maybe I, maybe I should come back to, uh, to my natural place and an opportunity occur. And one of my uh, best friends actually, um, moved to Barcelona to join Scopely. And he was the VP of marketing at Beachbomb. He called me and said, well, I have this amazing company and, uh, I can kind of, uh, fix you my job if you want. And I really want to fix you my job because I want somebody to lead, uh, the company to, um, great achievements. And uh, I, I met with the team. They was, they were fantastic. And so far it's been, uh, an amazing experience in Beachbomb. Well, we love having you in growth mostly because you've gone full circle and you've seen a lot and you've done a lot. Now we are going to talk about incrementality in a moment, but I want to just look back because it is January. It is the beginning of the year, Q1. We had an incredible 2021. What were some of the biggest changes for you in the last year? Besides switching from the edge. Besides switching. We'll <laughs> more about hands-on marketing challenges. Actually, actually, one of the things that I felt uh, that I'm missing out is the iOS 14, right? Uh, I know that everyone is looking about this, like, amazing obstacle or great obstacle, would say, and, and, and wish that it was never there. But in my opinion, it's like it's, um, it's a, it's a, it's a disruption event in the marketing system. And I thought that I knew stuff about it because I was sitting in, in a just learning Insider about Insider information. Every, yes. Every bit and bite of what you can do and, and how you can deal with it and talking internally with Apple, talking internally with Facebook and Google, understand what their solutions are about and clients were starting to ask some questions. So. You need to speed up your knowledge very fast. And one of the things that I was missing is that, well, I have this amazing knowledge about how can a perfect solution, um, a perfect solution to the iOS 14 would be. I need somewhere to uh, implement this solution. You can ask my team, uh, but, um, one of the main focuses for 2021 is actually tackling the scheme, tackling the events, understanding how can we actually make it work or make it work again for our uh, Apple marketing activities, for our iOS marketing activities. And, um, it seems like we're on the right track or, or it feels like we are on the right track. I'm happy to say that I, I think that we kind of made a lot of progress into kind of, um, addressing it. And, you know, I think that if you will ask me like half a year ago and now I'm feeling much more comfortable in, in buying and, um, iOS traffic and in making it work. So can you lift a lid a little bit on your strategy for dealing with this in uh, 2022? 
as a performance driven marketeer, I can't tell you what's going to happen. Can, I, I can tell that I will try everything and everything that shows some vital signals of opportunities. That's where we're like, we're going to dig in and that's where we are going to kind of make the most out of it. So trying or, or starting by spreading very thin and wide and, and then understanding where's the potential in every game and from there dig into what uh, counter makes the impact. If you ask me specifically about where's the uh, potential that I can see now, I'm definitely uh, certain that, you know, iOS users are there to be found and to be, to be bought in a very sophisticated ways. I would say that's another thing that is very exciting about uh, 2022 from my point of view is predictive LTV modeling, which is something that we are experimenting and something that I would say have a lot of potential and a lot of uh, future. And, um, you know, uh, recently we were acquired by Voodoo and that opened many opportunity for us as like a small or medium sized developing company meeting the giant or, or the leader of the hyper casual industry. And, um, um, you know, it, it's very interesting to see the collaboration and the synergies that our companies as a casual game developer and then a company can do with the power, the methodologies and the experience that Voodoo has in the publishing world. Love it. I mean, that's obviously part of a big theme of 2021 as well, right? All that consolidation, bringing that first party data together, being able to do cross promotion over a wider suite of apps, right? So there's a lot going on there. I also love what you said about the changeover, you know, deprecation of IDFA, iOS 14.5 and 15 in a disruption is opportunity if you're able to seize it, right? Uh, so that's really cool. Now we wanted to talk about incrementality. In the pre-chat with Peggy, you kind of said that incrementality was sort of like heaven. How come? <laughs> well, um, I didn't say it was like heaven. I said it's, um, we can compare it to heaven, right? In the sense that everyone is speak about it, but I don't really know how to get there. Um, everyone wants to get there, but I don't think that somebody was there to kind of speak about it and, uh, went back to kind of, uh, teach everyone how to get there. <laughs> it's much more of a concept more than a reality. To kind of get there, I would probably need to kind of, uh, go with you to the journey that I have with incrementality, uh, which started back in 2016, uh, when we were starting our first campaign with fiber, our first big campaign with fiber. And we had like a lot of money and we said, well, we're going to explode and it's going to give us uh, a lot of advantage over our competitors. And we spent that money and what we discovered eventually that, you know, when we increased the, uh, although we increased the spend, we didn't increase the number of interests. And then like, you know, how it can be, it's kind of, it's against everything that we know, everything that we learned and uh, everything that we knew so far. And then like, after exploring a little bit of it, uh, I kind of uh, discovered the fact that some activities may cannibalizing other activities. And then it took us into a long journey of understanding what's incremental, what's not incremental, how to calculate it, how to kind of measure it in the context of installs, right? And, um, and I think that back in 2017 to about 2018, I had a series of like lectures about incrementality. It was a nice, it was a nice lectures. Um, one of them actually was recorded by a just 
and um, made me half famous, I, I, I guess. Uh, <laughs> Everybody's famous for 15 minutes. Yeah, 15, 15 minutes <laughs> of glory. That's, that's correct. Um, but, you know, in, in a more, I would say, mature approach to it and um, over the fact or over the uh, over the uh, experience that we had with trying to um, understand how to calculate it uh, or, or bring it even further uh, from installs to revenue, from revenue to paying users, from paying users, paying users to actually understanding how much a dollar that I spend on Google or Facebook or Apple or any any other uh, networks is actually contributing to my bottom line of of, of profit. That's something that I found absolutely or, or almost impossible to get. It's one thing to try to understand uh, your incrementality when it comes to installs. It's a whole lot of things to try to get your incrementality when it comes to revenue because you can say that installs is something that is solely depend on your activity, on, on the marketing activity. And Maybe it's true, maybe it's not true, but uh, you, you have your, your viral channels, which are in cooperation with your CRM team and you have your branding activity, which is maybe part of your marketing or not part of your marketing, but more or less, that's something that's your, uh, you're responsible for. But when you take it one step further into, um, incrementality of revenue, it becomes more complexity, like much more complexity, 10 times more complexity because you know, app is not something that is uh, constant. I, it's it's a it's a very similar to a living human being or, or a living creature. Everything is changing all of the times. So all the departments are doing their work. You have your R and D fixes. You have your R and D development. You have your product mini games. You have your product uh, initiatives. You have your CRM uh, personal offers and CRM activities. And each one of those activities is impacting the revenue or the user behavior in a certain way, right? Most of the times or, or a lot of the times you can kind of maybe isolate the, uh, specific impact that you have in a certain period of time, but you won't be able to do it over a, a longer period of times, uh, to kind of get all the, or, or attribute the, uh, revenue correctly to each one of your activities. And when you, when you look at it from the marketing perspective, right? your Facebook campaigns, your, your Google campaigns, you can say, well, but those are the ones that generate more revenue than others, but that would be a little bit of a lie because you don't really know what the users have been or what the users did, what the journey that the user made in, in order to kind of uh, make this, uh, uh, purchase, make this revenue stream. And most of the time it's not going to be just, um, just seeing my creative and then it pause. It's going to be more, a lot more than that. Mm -hmm. And therefore it's super challenging. And, you know, Peggy said that a lot of marketers that she was speaking with talked about how they want to invest more in criminality over the next years. I would say, well, yes, of course, do that. It's very important to kind of, um, make an impact with your marketing, but don't count solely on that or, or don't make it your sole goal. That can be very um, disappointing to, to the point of like, uh, impossible to make it happen. 
I really like that perspective, actually. Um, and I was kind of preparing a little bit to argue a little bit with you because I've seen some interesting things on incrementality. I've seen what uh, Mayor Sadra is doing with incremental, for instance, and he comes out of the ad network world doing some interesting things. But I love the way that you're positioning it is not a total failure, but it is very challenging. And if you have other sources of data, so on Android, obviously, you've got very, very granular sources of data still on iOS. You still have deterministic sources of data. You still have good with modeling, very good data on what's actually going it's limited it's more limited than it was but it is deterministic it's available it's right there and it's you know very hard to um introduce fraud into that equation not impossible <laughs> i've seen it but it's hard so that is really neat and then adding some of the flavor of incrementality around there especially as we move a little farther maybe android gets a little harder to measure along the lines of ios 14.5 or 15 maybe you know as third-party cookies are going away and other things like that and happening in in different realms for more and more privacy, it becomes more and more important. But layering in multiple forms of measurement, including your spend and all that stuff, seems to make a ton of sense. And then having the incrementality stuff that just is kind of like a second guess, a second check. Are we insane here? Are we not? And maybe even doing some intentional tasks like I'm only going to do this campaign for a while. I'm only going to do that one for a while and just see what happens. That seems to make some sense. Is that what you're talking about? So first of all, um, let me put it very um, straight that like, you know, incrementality is a competition to the um, the last click attribution model, right? That we are having always. It's like a different way of measuring stuff and maybe it will contradict everything that you um, found with your attribution, with your last touch attribution uh, uh, system, right? As you said, it's a different way of measuring your performance in a different scale and with a different tools. That's for sure. Now, I agree with you that in today's world, which, you know, we don't no longer have user level data in which like, you know, if we used to talk about multi-touch attribution, um, models or metrics, now it's, you know, it's long gone, right? No one's sharing and. Even if they are sharing, you don't have anything. Uh, <laughs> sorry, and even, if, even if you have um, something about attribution, it's not going to be uh, uh, very accurate due to the um, uh, privacy thresholds. Mm. My baby is crying. That's the name. Okay, That's go I'm... ahead. Go ahead. We'll take a little break. <laughs> oh, who are we looking at right now? Who is yeah, this growth marketer? <laughs> Um, it's a mountain in Israel and he is, uh, four months old. Wow. Oh. Amazing. <laughs> Youngest ever mobile hero, Peggy. Yes, I was just going to say that. I was just going to say that. And just adorable with the little ears. <laughs> yep. Yep. Awesome. All right. Let me, let, let me see if I can make it happen. I would say like this, right? First of all, let me be straight and say that incrementality and last other attribution is competing with each other. It's not something, uh, or, or they are both ways of measuring impact of your marketing and spend and marketing activities. 
but you know, measuring it with each one of those systems can bring you to a uh, totally different results. That's mm -hmm. uh, right. Secondly, I would say that what other companies are doing, and you mentioned Marcelo for a reason, I think that he is the closest one to, to reach incrementality and to reach like the calculation of, 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 of reaching there or, or making it work. However, I would say, let me be very accurate here, that in my opinion, measuring the bits and bytes of every campaign, the bits and bytes of every creative change with a measurement of incrementality is impossible. In my opinion, it can be a, a measurement of whether it's good or not, whether I'm on the right position or on the right direction or not, but trying to take incrementality and, and make it uh, in the sub-campaign level, in the creative level, whether my green creative is better than my blue creative or not, that's something that is almost impossible. He agrees. <laughs> <laughs> Roland agrees. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, maybe that's the first time that we are bringing a mobile hero here. Yeah, <laughs> okay. You laid on the line. It is not easy to do incrementality. But if someone still says, hey, I like a challenge, I'm going to pursue it. What would your suggestions for that be? So definitely, you know, definitely explore some incrementality. Definitely think about ways to kind of uh, measure your, your campaigns, measure your, your installs, make sure that you're increasing the number of installs with every campaign that you're making with any, with every budget that you're spending. That's, that's for sure. Right. And there are some easy targets that you can kind of, uh, uh, find and then measure your incrementality. For example, Apple search ads, so really, really, really. Interesting because you, um, you can understand why that's a challenge to incrementality when you're searching your own brands or right? when you're searching your keyboards and those ads are competing with, with like the first top couple of organic results. So, you know, over there, it's a little bit more easier than, uh, than other, uh, sources to kind of measure your impact measure and, and understanding whether you're spending you're buying your own traffic or whether you're spending, you're defending your, your, um, uh, branded keywords, or maybe you're just, uh, making yourself, uh, a new insult that will never uh, arrives other way around. And that's, you know, that's the start. That's where you can kind of find incrementality. And by the way, like, I, I don't know if you're, uh, if you ever saw it, but there are some activities which you can absolutely see the incremental impact that they have. For example, when you're launching a new application, you know, if you just put their, put the application on the store, nothing will arrive. You will not see even a single insults. And the moment that you start spending, you actually can see that you're building more traffic and actually some organic traffic are also coming into the uh, organic insults coming into the application. Or if you're opening a really good campaign, uh, you can. You can see the trend, you can see those organic installs rising up or piling up, or you can see the installs in total or total installs that you're having in the application piling up and actually understand that you know, the, the, this campaign is very incremental. So what I'm saying is like, don't try to kind of find incrementality when, where it's hard to get it, just like do your work amazingly well and incrementality will come or, or you will see your sense this incrementality when we're actually there. 
I kind of love that because, uh, you know, you're launching a new app from time to time, and that's a great time to just look at it. Is this particular traffic source incremental? I'll just start a campaign there for this brand new app. And you, you're not testing on every app in a mature app that has five, six, 15 different sources of traffic and users coming in. That's really quite smart. Okay, briefly, because we know that you've got a very small mobile hero that is waiting for your attention right now. What are you doing at Beachbum for measurement right now? So we use last touch attribution and to maybe take Winston Churchill quote and put it uh, its use of attribution, like last touch attribution is the worst kind of uh, way to measure your uh, marketing uh, campaigns except all other metrics of uh, measuring your um, marketing campaigns, right? Um, and, and, you know, we do look at uh, what did you create by the end of the day? How much did you increase the uh, share of users, the share of paying users, the share of, uh, of our first-time depositors? All of those are being accounted when we are kind of analyzing our campaigns. But most of the time, it's just like focusing on what makes the difference or focusing on the sources that perform well according to our last pass attribution. Wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> Good lessons there. Do you want to just zoom out a little bit to you as a person, right? VP of marketing at a games company. What's your favorite game? Oh, my favorite game, mobile game or, or like just game, mobile game. So I love Brawl Stars, by the way. I have like a eight years old son now. He was six when he started playing Brawl Stars. And I had to show him that his father was something. So I started to kind of play myself and, and like teach him some tricks and, and, and some uh, tips in, in order to kind of uh, be better at the game. And then I fell in love with the game. And by, you know, by Brawl Stars, I actually understood how Supercell is doing it amazingly well. I'm a big fan of Supercell. I would say that's the, uh, that's the one studio that I, I uh, have to give, give it credit. They are kind of stand up above everyone else in, in what they do, in the way that they design their games and the way that they design their, let's say, marketing. But it's not marketing, it's more of an influencer marketing. Um, and I think that they did, they do an amazing work and I, you know, I, I, I've been learning from what they're doing in their games and suggesting them to what we can do in our games. Wonderful. So we know where Moshi's going next. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not, I'm not going anywhere. I think that's <laughs> it's an amazing house. It's an amazing place. I, I, I was just joking. I was if just there is something that I would try to do is maybe turn Beach Bum into the next one. Oh, great answer. Great answer. Yeah. You're probably, yeah. I love that answer. <laughs> Excellent. Last question. We know you got to go. Uh, your top three tips for mobile marketers in casual games heading into 2022. Oh, top three tips. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, try to make an impact. Don't go where everyone else has meant. Um, um, make sure to kind of do everything that you do in a data-driven and a experimental way so you can kind of actually understand that what you did made the impact and not other things that did. And um, I would say that there is a place um, 
to be more sophisticated in the way that everyone is using uh, or everyone is doing user acquisition, whether it's in iOS 14, creative, network buying, uh, Google, Facebook, TikTok, everything can be, you need to just find the rights uh, or you need to explore the system and find its weakness or find its potential. And then you can kind of find places when no one else has been and there will, there you will strike. That's what I'm thinking. And I think that's like, um, try to learn because, you know, experience and knowledge can go, can go a long way. That's the hacker marketer right there. Yeah. The hacker marketer, yeah. find that spot, find yeah. that weakness, find that. That sweet spot. Virgin territory. That's excellent. Thank you so much, Moshi. We know you've Thank got you, a Thomas. very young mobile hero waiting for you there. It has been an absolute pleasure. Great insights. Great time. Really appreciate it. Thank you. It was a pleasure. And uh, hopefully I will be invited again. <laughs> I think you a slightly older mobile hero with you. <laughs> <laughs> the eight-year-old one. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. No, absolutely. Next generation. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. All right, guys. Take care and good night. Bye-bye. Thank you yeah. so much.